guys. So welcome to the Built for the Trades podcast. I am thrilled today to have a special guest, Michael Sauer from Scorpion. He is their master trainer and coach. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks, Dan. It is a true honor to be the first guest on the Built for the Trades podcast. And I have some really valuable information, so I can't wait to jump right in. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, here at Buffalo the Trades, we truly believe that business growth starts with leadership development. And when it comes to leadership development, I mean, we could just go on for days about 50 different things. But today I want to really narrow our focus down to, you know, what I hear currently as a coach in the trades are the top three pain points that people are experiencing. And the, and the first one is, is supply shortages. Definitely. That's one. Uh, the next one is just uh, team member retention. Just think about how valuable that is in this day and age. And, then the, and the last one is, is team member attraction. Finding that right person that's a good core value fit for their business. Culture fit yeah. and being able to bring them in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so you know, really what I want to do is just is do what I tell everybody else to do. Focus on what you can control, right? So today we're going to, we're going to talk about that um, retaining great team members and then also talk about attracting great team members. Bringing them in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you and I were talking about this pre-show about how, um, you know, when it comes to people leaving your business, I mean, it's commonplace to hear, well, people leave the boss, right? They quit because of the boss. Leadership, the boss, they don't like the company. It it, it, it fits in, in, even though there's different names for it, I think we can kind of siphon that down to just really just one thing. Which is? It's lack of appreciation. Really? That, that's it. That, there was a study that was done across tens of thousands of employees. And they said, so eight out of 10 employees, 79% said that one of the main reasons why they decided to leave, voluntarily leave a business is because they didn't either feel appreciated or recognized for the work that they've done. And everyone that's listening to this today, I guarantee that there's been a time where you haven't felt appreciated. And when you don't feel appreciated, a couple of things can happen. You can check out. You can do the bare minimum. You don't, you get up in the morning and you're just not inspired to go to work. Mm. That harms the business, that harms the culture. And simply, if you can figure out a way to have your employees or for figure out how you can feel appreciated at work, you become more inspired. You're happy to get up to work. You love what you do. You love your team members. Mm. You love everyone that you work with, and then you create that amazing culture that everyone says that they want. Well, then guess what happens? I, as an employee, become an advocate of that company. Well, then I'm going to go and tell my friends. So if I'm a plumber and I'm going to go tell my other friends, so how, how do you like it at whatever other company you're working at? It's okay. Well, let me tell you about my company. Mm. And then it becomes my company. Yeah. And then everyone's going to want to come and work for the company that I'm working for. So that's how you keep your employees. And that's how you can easily attract other employees. You truly start living the culture. Interesting. Yeah. So if you're listening and your ears have perked up wanting to know more about this, we're going to dive into this today. But before we do, I want the audience to get to know you a little more. So one uh, really cool thing about Michael is you are literally certified in over a thousand things, right? I've been asked to put the list together, but as far as I can tell, I'm I'm certified in over a thousand things at this point. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. So, uh, to tell us a little more about yourself, your history, just the audience can get to know you. Well, I first my first introduction into the trades was when it, when I was in the Boy Scouts. My Boy Scout leader was an electrical contractor, and it was at that point that I realized the importance of and how essential everyone in the trades is, hmm. and. I had an opportunity of working for him for a couple of summers. So I've been in attics. I've been through crawl spaces. I've worked on machines that are three stories high. They could easily crush somebody. And at that point, I realized that this was the trades that I loved. And it actually inspired me to actually go and become an electrical engineer. And from that, I realized that this was the area that I wanted to focus on. So I love everyone in the trades. And that's kind of what inspired me to, to be here today with you. Nice. Nice. All right, cool. And then and you're also certified in the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, right? 
The same author, Gary Chapman, who wrote the five language, the five love languages, he and Dr. Paul White, they d- they got together and they did a collaboration, which is the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, where I'm a certified facilitator of that. And of all of the things that I'm certified in, this is one of the most influential, important things that that I'm trying to get the word out about right now. It's, it's not just in the trades. It's, it's everywhere. You've heard of the great resignation Mm -hmm. that's going on. I, I, it was something like in April, I want to say like 4 million people resigned. Well, why would you resign? Because you don't feel appreciated at work. You don't feel as though that there's this bigger mission or or that you're playing an impact. Well, those people probably were, it's just their bosses, their coworkers, they just weren't able to communicate in the way that they wanted to hear that they were making a difference. So that's, if we can, if, if everyone that's listening today is, can just take away one thing, it's just, we've all grown up, I believe, at least personally learning about the golden rule. Mm-hmm. What's the golden rule? Uh, treat others the way that you would want to be treated. Right? Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Well, the, easy, the easiest example that I always try and use is room temperature. There's some people that want a room generally on the colder side. And then there's, which oftentimes when I do this, the survey, it's like 75%, 80% of the people generally want the room to be on the colder side. Yeah. But there's always a portion of people, let's just say 20, 20 to 40%, that they generally want the room to be a little bit warmer. Well, if I like the room to be cold, and I think that I'm trying to treat you the way that I want to be treated. And I go ahead and I, I turn the, the thermostat down to what I think is a reasonable temperature. You may like the room a little bit warmer than I do. So it may either be like a neutral or a negative experience just sitting in the room with me. But I'm trying to give you what you want by giving you what I want. So I've learned through this, there's something called the platinum rule. Hmm. So what do you think the platinum rule is? I don't know. Tell me. So the platinum rule is treating others the way that they want to be treated. Ooh, interesting. But how would I know how you want to be treated? Uh, you would have to build a relationship. Build a relationship. Mm-hmm. How else? Uh, and you'd have to understand how they, you know, how they like to, to feel appreciated. Yep. So that's the, that's the next step to, to getting to that point. So I would say the first step is really trial and error. I think in, in the example that I gave you just with room temperature, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to set that room temperature. And hopefully we have a good enough relationship that you're going to like, by the way, it's a little cold in here. Mm-hmm. Can you crank it up a little bit? The interesting thing is I love statistics. 51% of managers, about half of managers believe that they do a good job of showing recognition to their employees. Hmm. But how? what percentage of employees do you think actually think their manager is showing them appreciation the way that they want to be shown appreciation. I'd say 30%. Cut that in half. Wow. So 15, just about 17. Wow. So, so 51% of managers feel as though that they're properly showing appreciation to their employees. About 17% of employees feel as though that their managers are actually showing them appreciation the way that they want to be shown appreciation. That's why everyone's leaving. And it's not because of more money. Hmm. That's, that's the other thing. There was, there's been studies that have shown that while a significant number of managers may think that someone leaves more money, and someone can, especially in the trades right now, everyone is so busy that someone could leave for more money. They may leave for an extra dollar. Yeah. But is someone really deciding to leave because of an extra dollar? Is that the core reason why we're going to find out? Well, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer, the answer is they're not simply leaving because they're they're getting an extra dollar. Now that may tempt them away. That may be the tipping point of do you know what? I don't feel appreciated at work. Yeah. So I may as well leave, go and get an extra dollar, and hopefully I feel more appreciated at that next time. I may benefit from I'm already not happy here. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, just a story running my home service business where I'm, I'm putting 100% effort into this team member. Mm-hmm. I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. I'm living by my core values. And I can, I, I can see it right now. It's, it's clear as day. They come in 
turn in a two weeks notice and you're like, how did that happen? You can't help, but just, I mean, almost just be angry because of it. Cause you're like, dude, I gave you like two years of training. You, you know, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly. And you, you have all these thoughts in your head as a leader. And so if that's you out there and you're listening to this and you've been running a business for a while, I guarantee you, we've all experienced this. And, um, and, and so, yeah, so I'd, I'd love to hear more. So what can people do out there? Uh, like what's the first step to discovering what these five different languages are for their, their team members? So what people have been trying to do is I think people, so um, people have been trying to figure out how to show appreciation. And, and I do think that people want to show appreciation. People want to feel appreciated and they want other people to feel appreciated. But if you say it in a language that you know best, mm-hmm. it may not often communicate. So the first is trial and error, which I think is what we've all been doing up until this point, where that's the only reason why about 51% of managers feel as though they're doing a good job, but it's not hitting the mark, right? Yeah. 17% of employees are saying that they actually feel appreciated. Another one is you can go and ask someone. So you said building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Prior to learning about the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, if you came up and asked me, hey, I appreciate you and I want to show appreciation the way that you want to be shown appreciation, how would I do that? I don't think I could actually tell you. Interesting. Succinctly with with enough value behind it for me to know that it was true. The great thing about what they've done for the five languages of appreciation is they've created an assessment. Okay. Super easy form that someone can go in. It's it's either A or B, and you go through a multitude of questions. And at the end, it says, this is your primary language that you like to be shown appreciation. Mm-hmm. Now, there's five languages. So the first is words of affirmation. Okay. The second is acts of service. Then there's quality time. Okay. Then there's gifts. And then there's physical touch. Okay. So these are the same five. These are the same five languages that that Gary Chapman wrote about in the five love languages. Now in the workspace, physical touch because of HR reasons and everything else <laughs> that could a little that could get a little weird. Doesn't really uh, doesn't really apply. Now about one percent of people like to actually be shown appreciation through physical touch. I'm sure we all work with people that love to give you a hug after you do a good job, or high five, or fist bump, or yeah. or throw our hands in. But again, just because of HR reasons, the the assessment really just tackles the first four. So words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, and tangible gifts. Okay. The interesting thing that I found is starting from the bottom, I feel as though most businesses, again, w- business owners want to show appreciation. So if, if you're having a tech meeting in the morning and, and all your techs are doing a good job, What's an easy way or, or, or what is a way in which a business owner or a service manager may show appreciation to everybody? Uh, to everybody? Yeah. I mean, they could do something like uh, having an appreciation breakfast and bringing yeah. in some breakfast or they could just pay people a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a way they could do it. So that's typically the top two that I hear quite often. So it's easy for us to go to the gifts, the tangible gifts, the breakfast, the food. That's actually the yeah, most sir. common Gift cards is the other one. Yeah. Exactly. It's congratulations. You did a great job. Here's a $5 Amazon gift card. You did an awesome job. Here's a $5 Amazon gift card. The difference is there's, there is a difference between showing appreciation and showing recognition. Hmm. And I think that we as business owners tend to recognize through recognition as opposed to appreciation. So the main difference between recognition, or what do you think the difference is between recognition and appreciation? Uh, to me, recognition is going to be um, probably something you do verbally in front of a room with multiple people versus appreciation is probably something you're going to do privately. One, like, one-to-one. I, I like that. Even, even more so, recognition is about performance. Okay. So it's thank you for showing up today. Thank you for, you had three, three calls yesterday. You did all three calls. Thanks for being an employee for five years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's through performance. Okay. So if I, if I were just to tell you, Hey, thanks for showing up today. How does that make you feel? 
That's my job. Yeah, marginal, <laughs> marginal exactly, right? Yeah. That's my job. Now, so, so, so recognition is performance. Okay. Appreciation is about the person. And that is more specific. It's, it's what did they do that was so special? Mm-hmm. Hey, when you went out on that job, I know it was your daughter's birthday. So you went out and you did that and then you put her to bed, but then we had an emergency flooding. So then you drove out an hour to go and do whatever you did and you saved that client and you saved them all this money. That's above and beyond. That's recognizing the person, not, hey, thanks for showing up for work. Mm. So it's important that we focus on the appreciation, not just the recognition, the person, not the performance. And the only way to do that is to truly know the person. Is to know is to know how they like to be yeah. shown appreciation. So we talked about tangible gifts. So let's jump back up again. Words of affirmation. Okay. Words of affirmation. On average, there's been tens of thousands of these assessments that have been done. What percentage of people do you believe like to be shown appreciation through words of affirmation? I would probably say at least 70%. Very optimistic. About half. Okay. So 46% of people like to be shown appreciation through words of affirmation. I do have a question on that. So like, if I'm going to give words of affirmation, my, my thoughts are not um, like not giving those right after you've done something good, because to me, that's like thanking somebody for buying your product. Like that's just natural. Okay. But it's actually going up to somebody out of the blue and saying, you know, Michael, I really, really appreciate you, your loyalty to this company. You've been here five years. I just, want, I just wanted to let you know that that means a lot to to me and the entire leadership team. Something like that. And it may not be on your anniversary because obviously that's, but, or just, you know, that's an example of just catching people off guard and letting them know. And even doing that, that's a physical touch. Yeah. You know, if somebody appreciates that, it's just a touch on the shoulder. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see that. But if you're listening to it, that's what I did. I touched <laughs> that's what that sound is. So, uh, but am, am I on to something there? Four words of affirmation. You pretty much checked every single checkbox. And the thing to recognize is I, I said that people have a, a stack rank order in which they like the respective languages. So really everyone has those four. Okay. And, and physical touch. So really we have those five, but it's in what order do we, do we want to yeah. be given them? So I tend to focus on the primary one, but physical touch, quality time, acts of service, we can do all those. You just need to be careful because although you may be comfortable putting a hand on somebody, the person that you're talking to, that may not be a comfortable thing in the workplace, for example. So, interesting. Yeah. so, so you need to find that out. Now, how you did that was really interesting. From Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, what's the most important word in someone's vocabulary? I don't know. You did it. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you. Their name. Oh, yeah. I should know that. Yes. People love to hear their names. So in that that mock that you just did, you said, hey, Michael. Mm -hmm. So immediately just by saying my name, I'm, I'm lighting up. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what you're saying because it's now a personal thing. So when you're doing words of affirmation, you always want to try to use their name. That's good. You want to be specific about the thing that they've done. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is you want to talk about what value did it bring? And in that example, you kind of touched all the boxes, use my name. You talked about the thing that I did. And then you're talking about the value that I had brought to your company. That's all that you need to do. But again, it only works for about 46% of people. So it's a good default until you have all of your employees do an assessment. The assessment is, is worth it because if you're paying a technician $75,000, $100,000, the assessment is $25. Okay. So we can actually take, we can actually take an assessment mm-hmm. that will help uncover that and obviously save you tons of time, probably months of relationship building to uncover. And, and the reality is, like you said, until you uh, dove into this information, you weren't 100%, 100%, 100% sure what was your, um, what was your you know, languages of appreciation. So I wouldn't be able to communicate it to someone else if they just asked me. But as soon as I did it, I said, I was like, of course, that's what it is. Wow. But then I have to share it. You have to be comfortable enough to share it with your coworkers, management. It it goes both ways, right? Management needs to be able to talk to employees that way. But also as an employee, 
managers, owners, they need to feel appreciated too. Like, thank you for my job. Like, thank you for this experience. Thank you for me being able to afford this brand new house. Thank you for, thank you for the culture. Thank you for everything. It, it really needs to go both ways. So the first step is the assessment. Okay. The second step is you have to decide that you want to apply the platinum rule. You have to decide that you want to treat people the way that they want to be treated, which is probably different than you. And that's work. Yeah. That's going to take work. That's going to take consistency, getting out of your comfort zone. So, you know, for people listening out there, I, I, I just want to, if you, if you're thinking in your head that this is too much work or this is too soft, or I'm just going to keep telling people what to do and they're going to do it for me. I want to encourage you that that is not the way to lead the generation today. I, I get that question all the time. I literally was just talking to a client and he was saying, you know, or a potential client saying, Hey, Dan, this is what I want to achieve, but I can't seem to motivate this younger Mm -hmm. generation. And that's exactly right. You know, he's like, I'm paying them great money. I'm giving them bonus options. You know, I'm doing all these different things. They still don't seem to appreciate it. And so, you know, if that's you and you're listening to this, I I really want you to just kind of, just kind of overcome that objection in your head and realize that this is the next level. So if I have a team and a a company that I'm running right now, Mm -hmm. I love this information. I'm saying, okay, I want to take this assessment. Um, how do you recommend it goes through the chain of command of the company? Do you do you take it and then you start with your technicians your, or your CSRs, or do you go a different route? What do you do? If you're truly committed to doing this, I would do it the, the, the right way. Okay. There's a website for the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. You can go there. There's a list of facilitators that you can actually reach out to based upon the, the area in which you're in. I'm certified as a facilitator in this as well. And we'll kind of coach you through the process. So to me, the first step is leadership. However, you want to define leadership, whether it's just that singular business owner, or maybe you have that sort of second in command with service manager, CSR manager whatever sales manager, whatever you want it to be, if those people aren't bought in, hmm. then there isn't a point to do it. Dude, because that's, that's key. Because we Buy-in's can key. because we can have, let's just say you have 50 people in your company. If we bring in all 50 people and you do this assessment and one of the key leaders is rolling his eyes and isn't bought in, well, as an employee, you would see that and you're like, okay, well, this is just a waste of time. And if you try to buy in and you try to appreciate your manager the way that they want to be appreciated, but you don't feel that reciprocal or they don't try, yeah. well, now it's just a waste of money. So I would say leadership needs to do it. They need to try, but it's work, right? It's mm-hmm. this, you're getting, you're getting out of your comfort zone where the, the older generations just wanted to tell people mm-hmm. what they need. Listen, just follow my lead. I'm going to tell you what to do. I know best with Gen Z and the millennials. They want to understand the why behind things. Mm-hmm. They want more check-ins. It just it's it's different. I believe it, I believe it's by 2034. I want to say 75%-ish of the workforce is going to be Gen Z and millennials. Wow. So if you're a business owner right now and you're saying that you're struggling to figure out how to work with them, you can bury your head in the sand, or yeah. you recognize that that's what the workforce is going to be in the future. And and showing appreciation, doing this, super easy to find out what it is. And then if you can implement it, you are going to become the dominant force in your area because wow. every employee is going to love working for you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell all their friends that their friends should come and work for you too. Yeah. So you're not only taking care of your retention, but you're also attracting like-minded talent. They're going to be beating people. your door down to come wow. and work for your company. So it's not just saying, this is what my culture is. You're demonstrating it. You're showing it. I think a lot of people say that they want a great culture at their business, but they they don't know how to implement it. This is yeah. how you implement it. I mean, I, I can I can see it right now. There's probably business owners on their phone taking the assessment currently. <laughs> that would be sweet. They're so excited about it. But I, I, I want to remind everybody listening that this is not a one and done type thing. So just like a relationship, it takes effort. Mm-hmm. If you're going to apply this to your business because you're bought into it, you can't just take everybody take assessment and then we forget about it a month later. Right. Like this, there's going to have to be some kind of system in place that is, hey, we're going to communicate on this often, mm-hmm. weekly, if not daily. There's going to be opportunities to show appreciation to people if it's earned. And that's the other piece is like it's out there. I mean, 
with, with, with the younger generations sometimes can, can come with a sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really because of how maybe they were raised or, you know, not having to necessarily work for what or earn what they get, so to say. And so it's important, like, you know, when you're doing this appreciation, whether it's words of encouragement or gift giving or whatever it is, quality time, um, you know, in your opinion, like, does there need to be something tangible behind that? Or is it just something that you just spontaneously do whenever? And I know you talked about a little bit, a little bit about that before. Um, but I don't know. I just, I have a hard time with it because if somebody's, if somebody's level or if somebody's appreciation language is gift giving, mm -hmm. you know, and that's number one, I'm not just going to be giving gifts just for the fun of it. Am I? No, it's, you need to be authentic and genuine in showing appreciation. So it's not just running through the paces or, or just doing the steps just because you know that that's what they like. It's if they, if you are truly appreciative and again, that's your subjective, I truly appreciate this person. Mm -hmm. It's just knowing how do I show them appreciation the way that they want to be shown appreciation. Okay. So let's just say for an easy example, let's just say that you are gifts mm -hmm. and let's say that I know you know, I know that you're into golfing. Well, maybe what I decide to do is I'm words of affirmation. So I'll tell you that you're doing an awesome job every single day and I'll be specific and I'll use your name, but that doesn't resonate with you in this example. So I may go, do you know what? You made a comment to me some other time that your putter broke. Mm -hmm. Well, then maybe what I can do is maybe you mentioned, oh, well, I have this dream putter that I've always wanted to get. Well, maybe I know they're really expensive, so maybe I don't buy it for you, but maybe I give you a $50 gift card towards that. Mm. So it shows it, it's specific to you. It's not a random, here's a $5 Amazon gift card that I'm just kind of running through the paces to do it. It's, I listen to you. I know what you like. You, you said that you want this thing, but you can't yet afford it. So here's some assistance along the way. That In that example, yeah. in that fake made up example, how does that make you feel? That'd be great, you know, because I mean, in reality, if you just give me money, I, I may just take and pay bills with it. Right. You know, versus giving me a putter or a gift card for a putter that's specific. Plus, it, it shows people that you know that person and, I'm and trying. that you respect them and you're trying. Right. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm trying to put in an effort. It's I've listened to you. I know who you are. I know what you like. You're important, Dan. Mm -hmm. So here you go. The funny thing is tangible gifts for me is on the bottom of what I like to receive, but you like giving it. That's probably the number one of the number one ways that I like to do it. It's because I try to always listen. Mm. And I like for, I like when people go, how did you know that that's what I want to go? Ah, it's, it's magic, but, <laughs> but it's not magic, right? It's just, you're honestly listening and caring and you're, and you're just trying to be right. others focused. And, and when you find those things, I have sticky notes and post-it notes and emails then when somebody says something, I'll just send an email to myself just as a reminder. And then I'll go, okay, six months later, I remember that they said something. Let me go and find it. Ah, I'm going to get yeah. Dan that $50 card towards his putt or whatever, yeah, it, whatever is. it is. And then you go, how did you remember that? But it's impactful. So I would love to hear a story about quality time. Like, how do you, like, what does, what does that look like in the workplace? Well, for quality time, quality time, a lot of managers think that that if you've, if you've gone through the assessment, a lot of managers may think, well, the employees want to spend time with me, the manager. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily true, especially with this younger generation. For the younger generation, they may just want to get to know their fellow coworkers or employees, or maybe you have different divisions. Maybe you have an industrial commercial division, and then maybe you have a residential or a service division. And a lot of companies you try to get them together, but there tends to be a wall there. Well, we're all the same company. We all have a, a common purpose. It may even be employee owned and there still may be a wall there. So quality time can be a sporting event, a picnic. Mm, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking quality time can be built around an experience. I think an experience is perfect, but you need to find out from that individual person. Do you want a one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want a group? Do you want a team? Do you, you want, want a division? Do you want a company? There's so many variables. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming too, the family, the quality time with their family is important. That's also a piece, right? Or maybe is it not necessarily, not really. 
There are some people that have taken the five love languages and have taken the five languages of appreciation workplace and they're identical, but that isn't necessarily true. Someone may want to be shown love a particular way from their spouse or significant other or their kids, but in the workplace, it may be different. We, we, we put on a different hat hmm. and we're doing different things. It, it could be the same, but I don't want you to assume that it's the same. Okay. Okay. And, and quality time. I mean, what, like I, I know there are certain people who like to just earn days off. Sure. Is that quality time? Is that quality time? It can be. Okay. The, 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 the thing that's most important, I'll, I'll go back to, I can talk about me because it's easy to, for, it's always easy to talk about yourself. <laughs> I'm words of affirmation. Okay. I'm the type of person that if I do something really kick butt, I would love for if there's ever a team meeting or a group meeting to be brought up to the front and go, Michael did this and this was super valuable. There are other people that are words of affirmation. The last thing that they would ever want on planet Earth is to be brought up to the front of the group and have a spotlight on them. Mm -hmm. So even though even though we share the same language of appreciation, there's differences between us. So you really just need to get to know the person. So the assessment is the first step. And then within the assessment, there's two, there's two types of assessments. There's a basic assessment, mm -hmm. which runs about $10, or I'm talking about the more expanded advanced one, which is it's going to give you the list of all of your languages. But then once you've done that, you get to start answering some differentiators of, would you rather be up in the front of the group or would you just be wow. acknowledged at the end? So Again, is $25 worth saving an employee, even if they're $50,000 a year? I'd say the answer is yes. That's oh, yeah. a small investment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about this right now. Just like sign me up because I, I would love for every one of my employees to take this assessment. Uh, you know, it's, I think assessments are great when it comes to uh, finding the right people, finding the right talent, putting them in the right seats but also being able to retain that person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, somebody, people out, out there listening may already be using like a disc assessment to sure. find the right personality and the right skill set for that job. For the, for the team and for the That's company. That's completely separate. That's a great tool. They work but together. This works together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the add-on piece that you need to retain that person. Because we started this podcast saying that, you know, it's commonplace to hear that people don't leave the company, they leave the boss, right? Mm -hmm. And, but in reality, you could have been like me doing a hundred percent of everything you thought was great, but you didn't realize what that person needed to feel appreciated mm -hmm. and lack of appreciation. I, I would say in life period, we all want to want to be appreciated in one way or the other in all different relationships. We just want to feel appreciated at the end of the day. So this is really, really exciting stuff. Um, it, go, ahead and, go ahead and share with the audience kind of wrapping it up. Let's go through each one again. Um, what's their next step? And then how can they communicate with you if they have questions on this? Next step on the five languages? Yeah, let's just run through all five languages again in order. Um, and then from there, let's just kind of, you know, they're listening. If they're not already taking the assessment, they want to go get the assessment. They may have some questions for you. They can reach out to you. So just kind of let them know those three areas. Absolutely. So first was languages. Let's run through languages. So although in the workplace, Although there are five in the workplace, there's really four. Again, yeah. physical touch, but I'll still touch on that one. I didn't mean that to be a joke, but that worked out great. <laughs> the first is words of affirmation, which I said about 50%. It's about 46% of people are words of affirmation. And yeah. the way in which that's done is, and this is at a high level, because there are differentiators, again, if some people like to be recognized up front in front of the team, as opposed to others, just like an email, for example. Yeah. So words of affirmation, you want to use the person's name. Okay. You want to be specific about the thing that they've done. And then you want to explain what that respective value is. Okay. Another one is acts of service. I'm going to go and I'm going to do something for you. So the very first thing that you want to do is you want to ask them, can you help? I see that you need assistance with something. So for example, your boss may be speaking up in the front and you may ask them, you know, would you like some water? Would you like some coffee? Or you may see someone with stop, you know, uh, stacks of paper all over their desk, or they need something photocopied, or they need, they need something. It can even just be, you know, I, I was even thinking like, um, if you know that person's language is as acts of service, maybe they need help trimming a tree on the weekend or something. You can go out there and help trim a tree or help them move or something like that. It, it can even be outside the workplace, right? It, it definitely can. Okay. And, or 
or maybe for example, maybe you have an employee and their significant other, maybe they have a, a, a young child. So maybe even it's just, it's paying for a babysitter for them to be able to then oh, go out cool. on a date on the, just on their mm, own. Interesting. It's that's great. It's, but again, it's, it's knowing that individual person. And I, to me, to me, that kind of groups in a bunch of things, right? It's, that's almost a gift. It's, it's kind of an act of service. It's, it's a bunch of quality time. It's, it's quality time for them. So again, they all intertwine with one another, but it's truly knowing your employees and what's important to them. And if they just make an offhanded comment of the love my kid, but it's been forever since I've gone on a date with my significant other, boom, I would start, I would write that down, stack that away. And then when it came time to show appreciation, that's something that I would do. So so, access, so that's acts of service. First, let's ask them, see whether or not they want to do it. And then you need to find out how they want it done. Yeah. And then the third thing is you got to follow through. Oh, tough one. That's <laughs> tough one. <laughs> that, is, that is the most important one with acts of service. So if it's the, hey, what can I do? We're doing a training session this morning. Can you go ahead and set up all the chairs and everything? And I go, you got it. How do you want it done? I want two chairs per desk and I want a pencil and some paper. And I go, anything for you. And I start walking away and I start just having a conversation with someone else and I don't do it. You lose that trust. hundred percent. Would you ever ask me to do that ever again? No. Why? Cause you know, I don't follow through now. It is okay to say, listen, I got five minutes. It's okay. As long as you give them a time frame. So listen, I got five minutes. What can I do? Can you set it up with two chairs and pens? And paper? You got, I'm going to get as far as I can get. And you'd go, well, at least I know that I got you for five minutes. And if I come into the room or if you come into the room and it's only half set up, you go, I appreciate you for at least doing that because you knew. So, so finish it to the degree in which you can finish it with the time. Yeah. So it's really important. Really important. important. So for quality time, you need to understand what type of quality time they want. Do you want it one-on-one? Do you want it as a team? Do you want it as a division? Do you want to go and do an activity? Do you want to just sit and speak? You need to find out from them what they're interested in. Yeah. So I, 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 I want to tell the audience just like Michael has a bunch of just amazing things to share as far as the detail, but that may overwhelm somebody listening. Okay. So I would say progress over perfection, right? Like yeah. You're hearing this, you know, there's quality time and there may be 10 different types of quality time. But like you said earlier, it's, it's trial and error. Like once you get a pretty good idea, you need to figure out um, what that looks like. And that mm-hmm. takes building trust, building relationships, getting them to open up, trying a few things out, seeing how it works. Um, so anyways, keep on going. I just, I just wanted to, to remind people of that because it can become a little bit overwhelming when you think about all the different things. I think could be. I think that's a fair point. As long as you're being authentic and genuine, mm-hmm. if you didn't do an assessment, I didn't know what your languages are, trial and error. And from the statistics I gave in the beginning, most likely you're going to quit. Mm-hmm. However, if you do an assessment and I do assessment and on our one-on-one, whenever that is, we meet and I go, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, can you share with me how you like to be shown appreciation? And then I'm going to go as your boss or coworker or whatever, let me tell you how I want to be shown appreciation. As long as we're trying and as long as we just communicate, listen, I'm words of affirmation in this example, your acts of service. And I go, that's not my language, but I want you to know I'm going to try. And if I'm doing a good job, let me know that I'm doing a good job so I can continue down that path. And if there's things that I could do better, can you let me know? Mm. I think that that's fair as opposed to, I don't think anyone expects that someone's going to go from zero to a hundred on this. Is This is something that's going to develop over time, but that's the culture that everyone's talking about creating. It's, it's an environment where you can openly communicate on these things. And you even talked about DISC. DISC is phenomenal to figure out, is someone an amazing employee that should be at that company? Yeah. Now that you have them, don't lose them. And you don't lose them by showing them appreciation the way that they want to be shown appreciation. So this is, this is a, an addition to something like DISC. And it's essential because you could find the perfect person, but if you don't show them appreciation, they're gone. Mm. And the amount of money that you spent to invest in them, we were talking we're estimating that whatever their salary is to recoup yep. a new employee, we're saying it's double. So if a technician's making a hundred grand, it's going to cost 200 grand to find a new person, mm-hmm. train them up, culture, doing all the assessments, the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's... So $25 
is worth $200,000 of sales. Oh, yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So that's quality time or, or that's acts of service. So quality time we were talking about, it's in regards to the individual person. You also need to make sure that you limit distractions. Okay. So let's say that your quality time and, and I can still limit and say, listen, I know I only have five minutes or 10 minutes. You, you can set those boundaries. So it's not an unlimited amount of, of time. Yeah. You need to make sure that you don't reschedule. Mm. That's one of the mm. most important things. You don't reschedule and you're present with no distractions. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because if, if your quality time and a phone call comes in and I go, Hey Dan, I know we had something planned, but I got to take this call. What does that communicate to you? Uh, that call is more important than you. That thing is more important than you. To me, that's yeah. the recognition, yeah. no, appreciation. That's, that's, that's leadership right there. That's good stuff. Now you can say, you know, listen, I know we had a scheduled call. This is an emergency. Like, let me explain to you. You are super, you're way more important. Can I take this for five minutes? I think that would be okay. Or listen, I need to call you back in five minutes. There's options for a leader. And then the other thing too, is if we're sitting and, and we're having quality time together and we're talking and I'm on my phone or somebody it was so sad. Somebody was telling me a story that their boss got a brand new iWatch where their, their email and their text messages were attached to their phone. Mm. And for 15 minutes during their one-on-one, he was scrolling and texting and emailing. How do you think that employee felt? Did not feel appreciated. Do you think that employee stole that company? No. No, he is not. No, not at all. So limit distractions. And if you have that, just don't either turn it off or don't look at it, but take your phone, put your phone down and just go, I'm here with you. But if you're limited on time, just go, listen, I got five minutes. I know we planned for 10 minutes. I'm sorry. I got five minutes. But in that time, I'm going to take my phone. I'll put it down or off to the side. I'm going to close my email. I'm going to close my laptop. Let's do this. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talk on that quite a bit as a coach that people walk in your office and, Hey, Dan, do you have a minute? The, the expectations should be set Mm -hmm. because even as a leader, we should give our undivided attention. If it's, if it's, if it's worth that cause, we should never be typing an email and listening at the same time or talking on the phone and listening at the same time. Cause really in leadership, there's no such thing as multitasking. You know, you neither need to, you either need to say, you know what, if this can wait five minutes, I want to give you my full attention. Can you come back in five minutes? Love that. Or you can say, you know what? This email is not that important. Come on in. Let's talk. You know, and you're giving them eye contact, full attention. But yeah, as soon as you start, you know, texting and checking your phone or whatever you're doing, you're really losing that uh, any kind of appreciation feeling for that for that team member. I mean, it's that's probably one of the worst things you can do. So if you're, if you're listening to that and you're kind of cringing, like, oh, that's me, there you go. Take well, that away and, and just give people, just set the expectations, right? Give them your full attention and realize how important that is for the long-term relationship for your, for your business. I think that everyone listening has been on the receiving end of, oh, yeah. of, of, of trying to have a conversation with someone where they're not paying attention, whether they're on the phone or they're watching TV mm-hmm. or it's a boss doing an email or a text. So if you've experienced that and you've been on the receiving end and you didn't like it, well, then don't be on the giving end of that as well. And I like the example that you gave is if someone comes in and goes, hey, can I talk to you? I like the idea of you need to find out, you know, what's this about? Mm -hmm. And if it's something that can wait, just go this email that I'm doing or again, you have to figure out your own priority, but you have to figure out, but only focus on one thing. And if you say, yes, I can talk to you. Well, then close your laptop or put it away or don't pay, or move your chair so you're not distracted by all the emails or things that are coming in. You have to decide to do one. Mm. And that little bit of investment that you're going to do into that person, if they come into your office and you go, do you know what? I'm working on this and I got two minutes. Can we, can we handle this in two minutes? And if they go, yes, then go, I'm giving you two minutes. And you can hold the line on those two minutes. Yeah, respect the time. Respect the time. I'm going to give you two minutes of my full dedication. And if we can't finish that time, it's like, listen, this is really important. I only had two minutes. Can I finish this? And then can I get back to you? Mm-hmm. It, there needs to be some give and take, but I like the idea of if you're going to give attention, if you're going to say yes, you have to give full attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another good point is you also need to set good guidelines for people hundred percent. And then you need to start and end on time. That way people respect those guidelines. Cause if you say, Hey, I got, I got two minutes. 
30 minutes later, you're still listening because you don't hurt their feelings. Well, then you've lost all credibility on the guidelines you have set. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's really, really important because a lot of times we get frustrated as owners or managers like, man, I can't. People are always demanding my time. Like I'm a victim of, of time. I can't find any time to actually work on the business. And the reality is, 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 is that you're just, letting it happen. That's a result of our own decisions that we make every day by allowing people to take control over our time. Like, you know, either you run the day or the day runs you mm -hmm. is a great way to think of it. I think it's important that the best way I like to describe it is you put a fence around it, mm -hmm. which is for this conversation, these are the boundaries of that. Can we get it done in two minutes? If they say yes, well, then we're both committed to that's what it is. And if the answer is no, great. Can you give me five minutes, 10 minutes, and then I can get with you. And if the answer is yes, you're setting those, those boundaries, those limits. Listen, I'm going to respect your time, but I need you to respect my time too. That's it. And then the last that we're going to talk about is tangible gifts. So, yeah. so to me, which I kind of talked on a little bit before, I like them to be personal. I like them to be meaningful. I like them to show that I know who you are as a person. I know what you like. It's not a generic, here's a $5 Amazon gift card. Here's a $5 mm -hmm. Amazon gift card. It's the, I know you like golf. You made a random comment, not even maybe to me. I heard you mention to a CSR to another CSR, you know, my husband, my wife, my girlfriend, we haven't been able to go on a date in a while because of the kid. You could just be walking down the hallway and picking up on that. Ooh, and if good. you just go that's ahead good. and just write that down, that's even more impactful because then they're going to, how did you know that that's what I needed? It just, it's so much more meaningful oh, wow. yeah, to them. That's, that's good. I mean, it, man, that's, yeah, that's next level. Now, the other thing I think about too is simply writing a little card or writing a letter to that person and just putting it on their desk, letting them know. I mean, there's all kinds of things you mm -hmm. can do with that, but uh, that's a great gift too, because it shows the effort especially if you're writing cursive, right? That's, 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 I don't think that's anyone a, knows how to write cursive level anymore. Up. Yeah, that's like, what's the squiggly stuff on the page? But uh, anyways, no, that's great. Yeah, it, it's it's about being in tune. Mm -hmm. Like as a leader, I, I tend to say busyness can hurt your leadership. And that's a great example. If we're always busy, blowing and going, knocking out tasks, dealing, putting out fire, so to say, we're never going to hear that conversation. Mm -hmm. But if we're looking to serve our team and we're in tune with our team, which is what it takes to lead a great team, you're going to pick that up and you're going to write it down somewhere, knowing there's going to be an opportunity in the future for you to do that. You don't have to do it right away, but it's just jotting that down, sticky note, whatever, just having it ready to rock and uh, and using that for the future. That I mean, that will take your team to the next level. And and like we said, starting this podcast is, is people talk. And, mm -hmm. and, and your, your culture and your reputation is going to attract the right people um, and also going to retain the right people to your business. And I just want business owners to think, are my employees worth it? And I think most of you are going to say, yes, all my employees are worth it. Well, if you don't do that example of walk, if, if you're in your head and all you're thinking about is numbers, your next meeting, your next phone call, that that conversation is going on, that you don't pick it up. Well, if that person doesn't feel appreciated, they're going to go and find a company that is doing this. So you have the choice. Mm. Do you want to be the company where you say that we have the best culture, we're doing all these things? Well, then you have to actually do it. Otherwise, right now, they're going to find a company that is going to give them that and is going to fill their cup. So if you, if you like them, if you enjoy them, if they're a great employee, do whatever you can to, to retain them. Employees that feel appreciated, on average are anywhere between 15 to 20% more productive oh, yeah. than an employee that is not. So, and that's not even based upon money. So if you as a owner, as a manager, as, as a coworker, if you invest in your people with nothing else changing other than just applying these languages of appreciation, showing appreciation, your productivity for your company will increase by 15 to 20%. That's another great value of, of doing this, but you have to be committed. You're, you have to be authentic and genuine when you're trying to do this. And consistent. And consistent. <laughs> but and, it doesn't have to come zero to hundred either, right? Exactly. It's, it's, there's it's there's a path. It steps. It steps. Yeah. I, I was, I heard this analogy the other day about climbing a ladder to success. Mm -hmm. So if you're climbing that ladder to success and the top of that ladder is a great culture in your business. You, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. So there's, there's two different ladders you can look at. You can try to climb the ladder that has just normal rungs 
and you take step by step, or you can walk to a ladder that has five foot rungs and you're never going to get to the first step. So if you're looking at this as, Hey, I want to be at the top of that ladder, but the rung looks five foot apart. You got to realize all you got to do is just take the first step, which is you taking the assessment mm-hmm. and better understanding what it looks like. And then starting from the top down in your company and working with your leadership team, getting buy-in, making sure that they're hundred percent committed to it. Cause otherwise like it, it just, it's not going to work unless people are bought in, but why would you not be bought into this? I mean, this sounds great. It's just going to take patience, effort, time, getting out of your comfort zone. And uh, for the people out there listening that thrive off of putting out fires, yes, you're going to have to slow down a little bit. You have to slow down, but it's going to be worth it hmm. because the frustrations of, of turning over team members, the frustrations of never finding the right person, the frustrations of having a toxic culture or feeling like as soon as you leave, everything just goes haywire, mm-hmm. right? They can all change by rewinding and starting with this appreciation exercise. So uh, well, I'm going to say I'm just, there's one more pre-step okay. in your, in your ladder analogy, you got to buy the ladder. <laughs> and, and to me, <laughs> and to me, it's the, the leadership team yeah. or the owner has to decide that they want to do this. Even before you do the assessments, even before you do anything, it's just the, that you're going to put in that consistent oh, yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're willing to put in that consistent effort, the rest is going to be easy. And if you can surround yourself with people that are committed, everyone loves to feel appreciated, Yeah, including the owner. And, and to be honest with you, I don't feel as though that many owners out there are shown appreciation. Oh, I, I agree. And uh, by the way, your spouse would love to feel appreciated too. This can roll, this can roll <laughs> over. This can roll over into significant others, into family, into any sort of relationship. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, tell the audience how they can um, find out more about you and uh, and just go to the next step. Sure thing. Process. Well, if anyone has any questions, you can always reach out to me at ask, A-S-K at scorpion.co. Again, I'm Scorpion's master trainer and coach, and I'll be flying around the country. Hopefully, I'll be seeing you at a bunch of conferences. I'll be speaking on this as well as other topics, including talking to the different generations, one that I'm, I'm quite good at. I've been in the digital marketing space for 13 years this month at Scorpion. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about best practices in terms of digital marketing, your website. Google rolled out a page experience update at the end of August. There's certain requirements that every website should be at. Any question that you may have in regards to your campaign, your website, employees, sales, anything, feel free to reach out and hopefully... I'll figure out a way to to make it work. And I really appreciate the time of being on your podcast, Dan. Love that. Love that. Well, yeah. And then I, I want to just let the audience know, I'm going to come back for a part two, breaking down more of these leadership principles we talked about today. You know what? I'm going to commit to taking the assessment. I'm going to take it. I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about it just so it's transparent. It's real. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, comment here. Drop us a review in here and just let us know how we're doing because we're here really to serve the trades, make the trades a better place. And so I really appreciate you, Michael, for coming on the show. And if you had any, if you want to reach out to me personally, it's dan at builtforthetrades.com. Thanks. I appreciate you, Dan. Thanks, bro. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>